0: Mo' money, more money, more money. they want from me. the money we come across, the more the more money we we see. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, We went down my roster, and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, Just uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, Whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I'm joined a couple leagues with the patreon members and it's the same thing even in even while we're drafting we're still shooting ideas at each other and if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of pause the podcast now join the patreon and join a join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family
1: what's happening everybody happy halloween and welcome to the dwz sports networks the people's prop show it is your host Memphis and I can be found on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. and I am really excited to get on the road with our first, kind of did a partial one last week, but our true first prop cast for the NFL season. I'm really excited to be able to do this. It is an extension of our fabulous Big Bet podcast that we drop on Wednesday night via YouTube, and Thursday for the podcast. Now, this is a podcast only. I wanted to get this out earlier in the day, but as life will happen, was one, was one unable to get behind the microphone, and I had to do research to make sure these props are good to go. I'm going to give you about 15, 20 minutes of some props that I'm looking at for Sunday, November the 1st, but make sure you stick around. This podcast, when you see it in your podcast queue, will be... About an hour. So after I get done, there will be Friday's edition of our injury report show. The show is entitled The MRI, or The Most Reliable Injury Show. That is with my main man, Dr. Kyle Bowser, who is a board-certified doctor of physical therapy, and our buddy, Matty Big Chest. You can find those guys at DWZ underscore Dr. PT and at Maddie Big Chest. These guys have been killing it. There are two newest content providers here at the DWZ. So I'm going to jump into this and I'm going to give you some props that I'm looking to get down on. I'm going to start on a couple that I like. Couldn't get myself to put money on them, but one in particular, I am waiting until Sunday. So if you're listening to this late on Saturday night or Sunday prior to kickoff, one that I'm very intrigued by is is Stefan Diggs over 56 and a half receiving yards. And before I go any further, all of these props are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, our normal gambling partner and sponsor is mybookie.ag. Mybookie does not release their props on players until Sunday. Does it do me any good for them to come up on Sunday? Uh, if you're looking to get down on the game or action, you can go to the hyperlink to my bookie found on the podcast and you can sign up and you will get a dollar for dollar match over at my bookie. If you use the promo code DWZ Memphis. Now, if you use the hyperlink attached to these show notes, it'll be nothing but a thing. You, you go ahead and click the hyperlink. The The promo code is already pre-populated and you get filled out. If you have any questions, you know, you can reach out to Dr. Kyle. He is my go-to as it relates to working around any issues with MyBookie.ag. Most people have had no issues. We have had a couple of people need some guidance, some tutorials, and no one better than the smart, good doctor known as Dr. Kyle. He can help you out. He's at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. He can get you hooked up over there at mybookie. AG. But for the sake of this conversation, for the sake of this podcast, all of these lines and odds are accurate uh, as of about 8.30 p.m. on Halloween night. Got my son out doing the trick-or-treating thing with his buddies. My wife is reading a book, and I am cutting a podcast for you guys. So back to Mr. Diggs, Stefan Diggs. So the reason why I am holding off on actually pulling the trigger on this wager, a couple of reasons. One, I do want to see the weather, so there is going to be a lot of talk about weather on this podcast, because unlike games that we've seen in the past couple of weeks, you know, we saw some rain in the Panthers-Atlanta game on Thursday night, we've seen some rain in some other games, but as I listen to more and more Vegas Sharps, they have more of a fear of wind than they ever do of rain, snow, sleet, hail. It seems to be wind and wind in particular over 25 miles an hour. Buffalo is expected to have winds in that range and a little bit of rain. But the one thing that I really want to see that I, I might be willing to get on this game and on this prop with Stefan Diggs is if Stefan Gilmore, that's right, that's right, Battle of Stefans, Gilmore versus Diggs. But if Gilmore, who going into Saturday night was questionable, if he were some reason to miss the game, I would definitely be on Stefan Diggs over 56 and a half. So that was one that I liked. Another one that, that caught my eye because of the game was Lamar Jackson, 215 and a half passing yards. My inclination was to bet under the 215, but I, I just can't do it. The weather in Baltimore looks to be decent for the most part, and the thing that that scares me the most is if you have a wide receiver like a Tyreek Hill or a Marquise Brown, a Henry Ruggs, that type of guy, a home run hitter, a big-time home run hitter, it makes me nervous. You know, It's not like he couldn't take one 80 yards to the house, and I know what you're saying, a lot of guys can. I would like to have the weather on my side on top of the stats, so Lamar has not thrown the ball for more than... 205 yards I believe in like five weeks so it's not like this is uh one that I I just can't do it um the 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 numbers say that I could I like it I don't like it enough to bet on it. a couple more that I like before I get into some that I have bet Uh, I like Baker Mayfield under 232 and a half passing yards now this is a number he's only went over twice this season. And he's only been over two hundred period in those two games. Twice this season. Once was last week versus the Bengals and a couple of weeks ago versus the Colts. Uh, I'll start with the Colts game. I think he caught the Colts flat footed and Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus was not fast enough to pivot to Baker with the rollouts and the play actions. And Baker had like I think it was 240 give or take yards. And then last week in a shootout against the Bengals he had 297 But outside of that, he's not cracked two hundred. Now let's add on top of that the the current weather forecast in Cleveland. It's supposed to be wind gusts between twenty-five and thirty-five miles an hour, as well as rain. So a lot of factors. No, you will lay extra juice with this bet. You'll lay a buck forty three to win a buck. You'd have to bet one hundred and forty three dollars to win a hundred dollars. I, I think it's, it's juiced in that way. The VIG is to the point to where I, I think it's still in your favor. Again, all of these other, uh, attributing factors. I like Baker under 232 and a half again, but the weather in this country and in the world just changes so quickly. I want to see it. I want to see it in game day and I'll make a determination Sunday morning, whether or not I'm actually going to get down on this one. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. I'm currently looking under. Aaron Rodgers, 282 and a half passing yards. Now, the Vikings defense has not been great, but Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 283, or a half a yard over this prop bet, twice. He's also been over 300 twice, and he's also been well under 282 and a half twice. But tomorrow in Green Bay, same thing. A lot of wind And why risk it? I just don't, I mean, he doesn't have the weapons. Like, he could be getting Alan Lazard back. No Aaron Jones. I think this is going to be a big Jamal Williams game. I think you'll see a little bit more of the rookie, A.J. Dillon. And because of that, because of the win, those big shots down the field to Marquez Valdez Scantling, potentially Alan Lazard. And obviously, we know that Devontae Adams is going to get his short to intermediate work. Might be a good day if you're playing Robert Tanyan in some DFS, some cheap checkdowns, those passes from just behind the line of scrimmage to about 10 yards away. I feel like we're going to see a lot more of those. And I don't feel like Green Bay has a real tackle breaking take it to the house option. So for all of those reasons, I do, I am leaning Aaron Rodgers under 282 and a half and another that I do like. One of the few games that I found in the Midwest where the weather is not going to be crazy is AJ Green over four and a half receptions. Now this is this is actually one of the, the better juiced numbers that I saw on DraftKings. You get plus one and a half, excuse me, one point zero five. So one oh five. So if you bet a dollar and AJ Green gets five receptions, you would get a dollar five back. Um, so just just a shade better than even money. The reason why I like this again, I don't hate the weather. The weather in Cincinnati is going to be considerably better than the weather in Cleveland, Green Bay, Chicago. It feels like the weather north of where I live, and we have a slight wind advisory in Indianapolis. But just slightly above us, the Cleveland, the, the Chicago, the Green Bay, they're they're the ones getting the 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 powerful wind gust. But again, back to Cincinnati, AJ Green over four and a half receiving yards, uh, plus 105. Uh, here's the reason why. He's had four games of five or more catches. That's the number he would need, five, five, eight, and seven. And, but the reason why I really like him is he's played seven games, and here's been his target share, nine, 13, six, five, one, 11, 13. Their defense is horrible. Uh, he's not going to be looking to extend routes down the field. That'll be more of uh The T. Higgins type play, no real tight end to speak of. I know Drew Sample had that one game that looked okay. But I think we're going to see a lot of A.J. Green in that short to intermediate area. And this is a team that throws the ball a lot. How much does this team throw the ball? Joe Burrow is currently on pace to throw the ball 800 times. He's averaging 49 attempts a game. So if he's going to throw 49, you know, AJ Green's going to get volume. And this is the team. Go back to the first Cleveland game. Go back to the last game. There's no quit in Joe Burrow and there's no quit in this offense. They're going to continue to throw, throw, throw. No Joe Mixon in the backfield. He's already ruled out. I really like this one. This one, I think as soon as I turn the microphone off, I am going to get down on this game and then, then just double check the weather in the morning. All right. A couple others that I like and I'll get you into my, my two, my two best best ones of the week. I, I really loved now when I first started doing the research on this, the Gus Edwards over under prop on total rush attempts was seven and a half. I was like, Jesus, that is that's that's theft. That's a robbery. Uh that was Friday night, which I bet that already. It's now up to eleven and a half. I don't love it at eleven and a half but I don't hate it either. Uh the juice on Saturday night was uh 112. So you would bet $112 to win 100. Gus has already had 7 plus touches of ru- I should say rushing attempts. I'll make sure I make that very clear. He's had 7 plus rushing attempts in 4 of 6 games this season. And he had 10 the, the last 3 games. Now we factor in that Mark Ingram is all but basically out. He was doubtful coming into the weekend. And, but the weird thing is, is that DraftKings really seems to think that DK, I'm assuming not DK, J, uh, JK Dobbins, he is going to be much more involved in this game. I found that incredibly odd. I think he'll get more touches than he has. I think we'll see more of him, but in a game that is absolutely imperative for the, the Ravens to win. So they're technically a game behind the Steelers already, and if they lose this first matchup, that's going to put them Basically, two and a half games. Two games back in the lost column and a half a game back because they would be behind in the tiebreaker to the Steelers. So who do I think Harbaugh is going to rely on? I really think it's going to be the Gus bus. Again, this number inflated from seven and a half to 11 and a half. But the juice came way down. When I bet it at seven and a half, I laid a $1.34 to win a dollar. So um, I think it's now down to a $1.12. That certainly offsets it. It's much more quote unquote gambling at this point, but check that, check that prop out. One that I've, I've already bet. I hate to give you, oh, hey, I got it at this, but you can get it at that type thing. Just keep an eye on that. And before I get into my, my last two, uh, two others that I'm, one I've bet, one I'm leaning toward is you gotta get on DraftKings on Friday. I know they're not the official odds provider or the betting partner of the Fabulous Big Bet, but I have found so many bad lines. And if you follow player injuries, there is so much opportunity to make money on these props. I'll give you two weeks ago, they had Jamal Williams before Aaron Jones was ruled out the the first game against the Texans, and his rushing total was 26.5 yards on Friday, and then later that day or Saturday, he he being Aaron Jones got ruled out, and then within a few hours, I think they probably got smashed on this. The line on Jamal Williams, I think it went up to fifty six and a half. It was it was a lock. It was you you could have bet it, you could have bet it multiple times, and I'm sure people did. Uh, the the limits on these things aren't huge, but that's fine. You know, get down as much as you can get down. Uh, but that's the best opportunity. I'm going to tell you between. I usually start my research on Friday at lunchtime. Uh, I set out in the truck on lunch and enjoy a little break. And I start, you know, poking through player props for this podcast. So that's a great little inside hack. If if you follow these players closely because you're a fantasy player, there is the thing. You you have a good idea. Another good one would have been Boston Scott. Just so many the the Dallas Cowboys player props then Andy Dalton was officially ruled out. A lot of money to be made if you're you're out ahead of these things. All right, let's go to my last two, and then I'll let you, t- let you listen to The Good Doctor and Maddie. One that I like, and I haven't bet yet, I want to see how, because this is a 4 o'clock game, I want to see how some of my early wagers come in, but DK Metcalf under 5.5 receptions. Now you're laying some juice here. When I did my early research, you were laying a dollar forty to win a dollar. So you bet one forty and win a hundred bucks. But here's the thing, five and a half. So that means he has to get six to beat you. And he's done that one time all year. Uh here are receptions by game on the season. Four. 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 I'm not skipping, and not not like a bad record, but four, 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 six and two. So he literally averages four receptions a game across a six-game sample size. Uh, he did hit six, I believe, four times last year, and then one additional time in the playoffs. But here's a list of the guys that San Francisco has given up six or more receptions to on the season. Here we go. DeAndre Hopkins, week one. He had 14. My goodness, he was on fire. Game two, the Jets, Braxton Berrios, and Chris Hogan both had six, end of list. No receiver, no tight end, no running back. No one has had six or more receptions against San Francisco since week two. Three, four, five, six, seven, nobody else has had it. You added DK's history on the season. You had in San Francisco's history on the season. I like DK under five and a half. Um, I'll decide whether or not I'm going to bet that around 4 p.m. Eastern you can you can hit me up on Twitter to see what I'm doing. And my final bet, uh, one that I'm also down on, and a huge, huge fan of, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay against my Colts. No weather concerns up there as they play in the dome at Ford Field. So let's talk about Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, since he came back, missed a couple of games with the hammy. His prop, by the way, is 67 and a half yards, lay a dollar twelve. So 67 and a half yards. Week 1, 57 yards, week 2, 62 yards, week 3, 105, week 4, 114. And when I say week th- 1 through 4, I apologize, it's actually his last four games. So again, 57, 62, 105, 114, his last four games. And there there was the bye week for Detroit in there. Now let's go to the Colts over their last four games. Last week, uh before their bye, they gave up 125 to T. Higgins, 96 to A.J. Green. So there's two guys right there. We talked about those player props for A.J. Green. Uh, the week before that, they gave up 88 to Jarvis Landry and 58 to Odell Beckham Jr. They gave up 101 to Allen Robinson and 64 to Braxton Berrios. How about that? A double shot of Braxton Berrios. I would also venture to say that Matt Stafford is the best quarterback that the Colts have faced to date. Uh, they've faced Gardner, Kirk Cousins, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, Baker, and Joe Burrow. I still think at this point in their careers, Matt Stafford is the best quarterback they have faced to date. The Lions are averaging 12.4 yards per catch, and even though the Colts' run defense is legit, I think you can pass on this team. Rocky Asin is PFF's 26th-ranked corner, and Xavier Roge is PFF's 27th-ranked corner. And then the Colts only create 2.2 sacks on average a game. So you're going to give a good quarterback like Matt Stafford time to let long routes develop down the field against mediocre quarters. It's only going to take one to two big passes to Kenny Galladay to get this prop in. So for that reason, my prop of the week is Kenny Galladay over... 67 and a half yards glad you tuned in hope you enjoyed the prop cast and i am going to turn this over to maddie and dr kyle but get used to this guys i'm going to have a lot of shows and remember you can only find the people's prop show on the podcast feed everything else is on youtube mondays dynasty reviewed aka dynasty table talk with maddie tuesday the injury report with maddie and dr kyle Wednesday, the Dynasty War Zone. Thursday, the Fabulous Big Bet. Friday, Injury Update with Dr. and Maddie again. And then Saturday, the PropCast. So we're going to be hitting you with a ton of stuff, as well as the once a month Devi podcast. Just subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Notifications on. Subscribe on any podcast. Leave us a five-star review and stick around to hear the injury show, a.k.a. the MRI, or as we call it, the Most reliable injury show thanks for tuning in guys hope you enjoyed the prop cast hope you enjoy the injury cast and we'll talk to you soon i broke my
2: back what do you mean by that you broke back back. is broken what
3: a a vertebrae or or what portion
1: spinal
2: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Your MRI, Your Most Reliable Injury Show, Week 8. This is unofficially brought to you by Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best breakfast food you can eat. Yes. Uh, today, we are going over some injuries that happened last week, some injuries that happened last night. Um, and I'm here with my BFF, Dr. Kyle. How are you doing, man?
3: I'm great. How are you, Maddie? I'm up here in... Freezing cold, Portland, Maine. Double fist in my hot coffee this morning.
2: I'm here in freezing cold Michigan. You know, we're gonna we're about to get that rain you had, uh, and maybe in a day or two. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, the uh, injury report is pretty stacked this week. We have a lot of names on it. Not a lot of quarterbacks, thankfully. Um, but we st- we still have Andy Dalton on the list, and you know, Andy Dalton suffered a concussion and. We saw Ben DiNucci come in for a little bit. Uh, do you think Andy Dalton is going to come back?
3: You know, uh, like we've talked about before with the concussions, it's such a, a tedious day-to-day process. Uh, but with where the Cowboys, Cowboys are with their team right now, like there's, for one, he wasn't playing well when he was playing, uh, so there's no reason to rush him back there. And at this point, yes, they could still win the division. Anybody can win that division. But if we're being realistic, I think the Cowboys are – the worst team in that division right now. Um uh, I think they just roll with Danucci this week. He's been taking all the first team reps. And then uh we'll get Dalton back shortly after.
2: The man I call Tiny Romo, he he looked good at uh James Madison, I believe. Uh he, he came in the game and he pump faked right away on his first throw and I just thought that was pretty uh, pretty funny and pretty much like he's that. a baller, you know.
3: That's that's he a romo esque type move, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, and and speaking about, speaking about shoulders, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater had a little neck injury last night. Um, you got to protect that neck and man, that was a, that was a late hit. That was a dirty hit. Um, I forgot who it was. I think it was Charles Harris that hit him. Um, and it was just a dirty hit and he came back fortunately, but he had a neck injury and those are not something to mess around with.
3: No, that's uh, I mean one. It's it's very unfortunate that this is two weeks in a row now where we have quarterbacks leaving game because of late hits. Hopefully the NFL starts to crack back down on that. Um, but yeah, we have uh, neck is no joke, and like you said, uh, speaking of shoulders, he's <laughs> a neck injury. The neck is very close to the shoulder, folks. So you know that being said, if uh, you know if he's got trouble moving his head for any number of days after, that that could limit him. So I would expect to see you know they're on the the long rest this week because of the Thursday game. I would expect him to be probably somewhat limited next week, and then keep an eye on him. Um, But, you know, if he went back in the game, then I expect we'll see him in the next one, barring anything crazy happening between then and now and then, 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 and then, past then and future then. Yep, that
2: works for me. Uh, Speaking about (laughs) then and then, Dalvin Cook had a a bye week this last week, I believe, and he had a groin injury suffered, and Three weeks ago, he should be back for the Green Bay game, I believe. Um, What what are your takes on his groin injury? I mean, it took him a while to get healthy from it.
3: You know, so I feel like he made some remarks a couple weeks ago about wanting to be careful himself. Like, I think Dalvin Cook is aware of his injury proneness. I'm doing, you know, bunny ears over here because anybody who plays a contact sport is injury prone. And there's no real way to actually measure how injury prone somebody is. But this is, you know, how many soft tissue injuries has Cook now had? Um, but the fact that he's yeah, the fact that he's getting in all the practice and work this week and coming off the bye, I think he was questionable or game time two weeks ago. Uh, I expect to see Cook in a, a pretty workhorse capacity this week.
2: All right. I mean, I like that. I want to see him back because they're, they're playing Green Bay at Green Bay. This is going to be a game with a lot of rain, most likely, a lot of wind. Uh Kirk Cousins, he played in the Big 10, so he's used to playing in the cold. He's used to playing in the rain. I think that's not going to affect him at all. I think if anything it's going to affect the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Justin Jefferson from LSU. He played in the SEC. Let's see how he does in the cold weather. Um And uh <laughs> he's awesome. Uh going to our next running back, we have a stud that people love and I know you love him, too, is Miles Sanders. He still has a knee injury. Is he coming back anytime soon?
3: That's a good question. It seems like uh, all my fantasy leagues have him projected getting double-digit points this week. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. We're going to keep an eye on the practice today. That's, of course, the important one. You know, that that's an important game. They play Dallas. You know, this division, like we talked about, it's trash, but it's still up for grabs. So I could see Sanders being back this week um but you know fire after your boss and scott if he's not he, oh here here's what i'm figuring out i think for dfs against the cowboys start the wide receiver one and the running back of that team and i think it's uh pretty much a lock that they'll be they'll they'll get the little fire symbol at the end of the day in DraftKings.
2: yeah yeah man i i love boston scott i love uh Huntley, who came from Detroit, we drafted him and cut him for some reason. He's a, He looked like a stud when he played for the Eagles. Had to he make room for Adrian small Peterson, share. man. Yeah, man. Adrian Peterson, what a stud. I love that man. So much sarcastic right there. That's all sarcasm. Um, it's DeAndre Swift's season. He had an increased role, and that's awesome to see. Uh, speaking about uh, increased role, Kareem Hunt had his role increased after Nick Chubb um, left with a I think, a knee injury, and now he's got rib injury yeah. again. I mean, I think that's just him being held out of practice because he's a stud.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't see any uh, any in-depth reporting on what he's dealing with, so I think this is just maintenance for him at this point. Interesting fact, though, that since Chubb went down, Grim Hunt's production has actually gone down. Um, mm-hmm. So not what we expected, and that's, that's a little lesson to just take with you uh, for fantasy future is that you know, just one guy getting seventy percent is not necess- or Yeah, probably seventy percent is not necessarily a better fantasy situation than you know that guy getting a solid fifty percent. Um, there's there's just so many factors that play into production. So you know, if uh, if a backfield has it, if a backfield look, it's we know Kevin Stefanski's scheme. Like we knew that the Browns were going to be running the ball a ton this year, both to protect Baker and because they had the weapons. Like. Yeah, they, we we knew they were both gonna eat. They both ate at the end of last year and, and they were both doing well this year. Um so maybe you know, maybe now is the time to buy hunt. Like he's a little mm-hmm. banged up. You could talk about how his production has I, dipped. Um that, yeah. you know, put your put your salesman hat on as Memphis always says. Mine's on um, just to uh you from seeing my other hair, but
2: I just saw a trade go down in one of my favorite leagues that I'm in. Um it's Jerry's listener league and uh, a team traded Kareem Hunt and a third for just a first. You know, that is a steal to me. That's highway robbery. Uh, whoever got Kareem Hunt just yeah. got a stud, and they, they got him now instead of waiting.
3: Yeah, wow. So, that is uh, that is impressive.
2: hmm You can get him now. Um, and, you know, there's another team that has – in that same division that has a running back that is injured – and, you know, this makes me want to... Ah,
0: I'm going to kill myself! I'm going to kill myself, and it's your fault!
2: Yeah, it's your fault, Joe Mixon, man. This is going to be the second game he most likely misses. And I have him in so many places, and it just it hurts all my lineups, man, because I do not have the depth to replace him. Ugh. what What's happening with him, man?
3: Yeah, so he's got a midfoot sprain. Um, you know, the midfoot is the area in the middle of the foot. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about like the, I don't want to get too medically or doctory, but there's a number of bones in the middle of the foot. Have our toes on the end. And then you have your heel is the the rear foot. So between the heel and the toes, there's a number of bones. There lots of joints, lots of connective tissue, lots of layers of muscle on the, on the underneath and ligaments that can be sprained. So it, it's not quite the severity of a, uh, a turf toe. A turf toe is, an itis or um a sprain of the joint of the big toe which we know is extremely important for running sprinting the midfoot is also but it's not i guess not as exposed to high stress like that big toe is um so yeah, i'm not expecting mixing to play this week uh you know it's going to be the the mustache not not the minchu mustache the the original mustache that we all love geo bernard is probably going to be the uh, the featured back and who does Cincinnati? I thought that was game? Burt
2: Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati is are they they're against Tennessee Titans, so they got a tough matchup. Um, don't expect much from.
3: Go listen to up? the fabulous big as I said, go. Go listen to the fabulous big bet if you want to hear my take on that game. I got uh, uh you know I'm I'm invested in that game from both a, uh, a big bet perspective and a DFS. It's a uh, I'm I'm heavily mm-hmm. Involved or in in invested, I guess. Uh, I'll just use the same word over and over Derek here. I'm Henry. not. I'm, I'm not a right. Yeah, Derek Hart, Derek Henry for sure. I got. I got a Tannehill, Brown, johnny stack. Mm-hmm. I think.
0: Ooh. Anyway, I, I like
2: that stack. You I'm know, the Cincinnati Bengals game. are letting a lot of points up the tight ends this year, so expect a pretty good game from. Uh... Johnu Smith, expect a good game from literally everyone on the Titans because the Bengals are selling their defense, and it's a fire sale for the Bengals. So moving on from the Bengals because they're just a fire sale. Um, we got the 49ers running backs. Uh, basically, everyone has a high ankle sprain um, besides Kevin <laughs> Coleman with a knee injury.
3: We need it, We needed uh, an Oprah uh, soundbite. You, you get a high ankle sprain. sprain, and you get a high ankle sprain. She's just running around San Francisco right now. Um, just don't point at Jermichael Hasty. Yeah, right. Do not
2: point that at Jermichael Hasty, please. Just please. No. God, no. Michael Scott. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like I like uh, Jarek McKinnon this week. I like Jermichael Hasty this week. I think that they have a very good uh, matchup. I don't know exactly who they're playing this week, but I just know that Seattle. Kyle Shanahan uses... Yeah, okay, yeah. They have a good matchup. Seattle's defensive line isn't the best. Um, but they, they just they did traded just for get... Carlos Dunlap. Right. He has to wait a week, though, because of the COVID protocols. So right. he won't be in um, because I know that because the Lions just acquired Everson Griffin. Um, so... Yeah. I would see I would see Jared McKinnon getting a lot of touches because it's Seattle. They have a fast defense. Um, they're going to be coming after him with the linebackers, and then Raheem Mostert. Expect I mean, not Raheem Mostert. Jamichael Hasty expect him to have a nice game, uh, maybe a couple touchdowns. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the quarterback we thought he was, and uh, he's turned into a pumpkin overnight.
3: Yeah, my thoughts on that game well, is um, I'm on I'm on Seattle this week. I yeah I, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, as there always are in the Seahawks games. I just don't see San Francisco – San Francisco is going to really have to figure out how to manage or shut down Russell Wilson if they want any shot at this game because I don't think they can get in a shootout. I think at some point in, when they're healthy, they can, but they're without Debo, they're without Luster, they're without Coleman. Um, they're banged up all over the place. I think, I think the next time we see Seattle and San Francisco, we'll see a bit more of like – that, that old school Seattle San Francisco game with uh, a lower score, uh, a lot mm. more clock management, but I just think this is a, a Seattle week. But mm-hmm. I know that's a, a hot ish take.
2: 49ers do have the best coverage linebacker in Fred Warner. Um, I don't know if that means anything for Russ because, you know, he threw a couple, he threw a really bad interception. He threw a that was really bad, bad. one. Where Debo came, came. I mean, not Debo, but DK just caught the man. Um, but dude, that was a bad throw, and no one's talking about the throw. Everyone's talking about the rundown by DK.
3: Yeah, that was a
2: bad throw. So I mean, we'll see Russell bounce back. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, yeah. He'll bounce back against them. And uh, you know who's not going to bounce back is Mark Ingram. He has an ankle injury, and I think he's unlikely to play.
3: Yeah, this what one. Uh, so that. They- yeah, so this, they were on bye this past week, and so he was injured uh, two weeks ago. And it, it was interesting. They were, I think they were calling it a high ankle sprain or maybe uh, Edwin Porras. He probably does not listen, but he's one of the PTs on Twitter, and he's got a pre- pretty big following, and he was joking about this injury because I think they called it, like, a mid – a mid ankle sprain or a mid to high um it's either a low ankle sprain or a high ankle sprain folks so i, I had a good joke i think i'm gonna pat myself on the back and i only got one like. i think uh but you know what if what if a, a really tall guy has a low ankle sprain and a really short guy has a high ankle sprain i don't know is
1: yeah is the dude, tall guy's think, low I think
3: ankle sprain higher <laughs> um but I think anyway it would be. yes. Yeah, so so Mark Ingram. I digress with Steve uh, Snap. but Mark Ingram. I, you know, uh, what's the, what's the Harbaugh in Baltimore? I always get him wrong. That's John, Gus, right? Yeah, it's John. He but, was talking yeah. about how he thought Ingram wasn't going to miss, you know, more than a week, and I was like, a high ankle sprain. Is so I'm yeah. I don't I don't think we're going to see Ingram this week or next week. Maybe the week oh. after. Um, so fire up your guts. Expect-
2: Yes. Gus, boss, Gus, boss, boss, let's go. It's Gus boss week. I don't think JK is going to get this, the lion share of the, the carries. I think it's Gus Edwards getting the lion share.
3: Gus has looked good. I think yeah. we're just like, I think we're just, he's, he just seems like such a vanilla, like running back in this league, but he's looked good when he's gotten his touches this year, which is why there's been no, uh, running back just running away with that, uh, backfield in Baltimore.
2: It's hammer time, dude. Gus Edwards is a hammer. He is a hammer of a running back, dude. He hits people hard. He runs north-south. I love watching Gus Edwards. That's why I brought out a hammer just for the show. If you're watching on a a podcast, you know, watch it on YouTube. You'll see the hammer. Um... And then moving on, we have Kenyon Drake, who is on a bye week this week, but he suffered, I think, what is a uh, ankle sprain, high ankle sprain? I think. I think his was, was a high ankle high sprain mid as to well. high.
3: Uh, I have to get the. Do you have a tape measure there with your hammer, and we could go measure um, his his ankle and see how mid to it it is.
2: No, but we could do by hammer measurement, hammer length, one or two yeah. hammers, you know.
3: One one and a half claws. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kenyon Drake, uh, he gets he gets this week off and then i you know i expect to see chase edmonds lead that backfield for a week or two while he gets right because we know i mean i know i've been saying it since not day one but maybe like day seven or eight uh that mm-hmm. i think chase edmonds is the better back in that backfield y'all got everybody's been on drake for so long but what do we know about running backs that, like break out in the second half of their third fourth or fifth season like they're they're, they're not, it's not sustainable. They, they don't usually become a thing long-term. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think now that there's tape on Drake in uh, the Cardinals offense this year. I just, he's, he's met and chase Edmonds looks electric. He, uh, yeah. and he's great. Like I, you know, I was watching the Cardinals this, this week uh, with a Sunday or Monday, the Sunday night game. It's uh, you know, I usually get to watch the Sunday and Monday night games. I don't always watch the Sunday day games. So I got like Chase Edmonds. He he picks up. He reads blitzes well and picks up pass protection well. He's you know he Mm -hmm. finds the hole. He's great in the passing game. So I I'm excited to see Chase Edmonds for a couple weeks before Drake comes back. And I expect more of a split between the two. I don't think Drake is going to be you know 65 to 70 percent touch guy or snap guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if those are the numbers. That's what it feels like right now. Uh, But I think we're going to see much closer to 50 50 when he's back.
2: And, I mean, I don't have this running back on the list, but I believe there was another one that we need to talk about. Um, I'm just going to move on, though, because I forgot. Can we talk about the Seahawks Um, yet? No, Chris Carson. That's what I I was going to say. Chris Carson has a foot injury. Carlos Hyde is hamstrung. And Travis Homer's got a knee injury. So it's DJ Dallas, I guess. DJ Dallas is awful in pass protection. I'm just going to say that. He's going to get Russell Wilson killed. Um,
3: maybe that's man. why the line is only two and a half in that game this week is that Chris Carson's yeah. may be more important to keeping Russell Wilson from getting beat up. Carlos Hyde, too. He's a, he's a, you know, he's a veteran at this point. Those are, those are the guys that the quarterbacks like having in their backfield uh, when they know the, the D-line is coming after them. Um, yeah,
2: you know San Francisco's got a good D-line. They always have and always will. Um, that's just like one of the consistencies in, in football is just expect a good defensive line from the 49ers. Um, yeah, we got oh, uh,
3: No, I was just going to say the point would be for that one is uh, let's keep an eye on the practice report today. If you guys have any mm-hmm. questions, slide into either of our DMs or if you're in the Patreon, you know, you could tag me at something. Uh, yeah, you know, our Twitter handles is somewhere on something at, at DWZ at, underscore yes. DrPT.
2: Follow him. Follow, follow this man. I didn't need to point the other way. Follow this man. This man is worth a follow. He's funny. I tweeted at you the other day is race is race car a uh, a palindrome because they only go in one way? I thought that was a pretty funny tweet, but you know pretty
3: good.
2: <laughs> um it was just a thought I had in the shower one day. you know I share them on Twitter with you,
3: you got, uh, yeah. and then
2: moving on. To shower thoughts is Michael Thomas. I have to think about this man in the shower. What's happening with him, dude? Is he punching players? Is he what? What's he doing?
3: I don't know, but man, that man fell from his graces this off season. The consensus uh, wide receiver one in dynasty and redraft all off season, and we're gonna be. I think we're finally gonna see him in action with his. You know his boo, Drew Brees throwing him his uh, mm-hmm. his eight yard slants and and hitches and ins and outs because that's that's what he's good at. That's what he does. That's what, that's where Drew Drew Brees' arm can get to these days. Uh, he's he's he had the high ankle sprain, and then when he was about to return, he he picked up a uh, I guess a, maybe he was a little under the weather and and caught a little bit of a hamstring um, hamstring strain last week in during practice and. I think he'll finally find the field on Sunday. Knock on wood. Nothing happens today, Friday.
2: Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, moving into that same division, Mike Evans is off the injury report for the first time, I think. And, oh, uh, what a. We got the dog of the DWZ here. She's a cutie. Yeah. This is why you got to watch the YouTube stream,
3: guys. Not because of me. Not because of Maddie. But the dog's worth all. The
2: this is Stevie things. Nicks. This is Stevie Nicks. She, I'm guessing she's a cutie. Is it she she's or a cutie. he? She. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, what I thought. She's, she's a,
3: she's a big Matt, old cutie. You're so young, Stevie Nicks. well, I know we'll, Stevie Nicks. Talk, we'll have, Okay. Okay. Good. You know, Come Stevie on, Nicks is a, is a she. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Good. You, you passed the test. I know. I know. We can continue as
2: BFFs and co-host. She. She's a bay. You know. She's. She's. A, she is a uh, straight. I mean, I love the Ocean Spray uh, TikTok that came out to the Stevie Nicks dream song, and it was it was just one of my favorite things ever. And uh, moving on to that same division, though, is Mike Evans cleared off the injury report. Chris Godwin had surgery on his fractured finger.
3: Yeah, uh, go figure. And so the the only report I read from one of the Tampa Bay um, newspapers or whatever you call a newspaper on the internet these days um was that he had yeah uh he had a fractured finger finger don't know which one don't know how severe and it was surgically repaired and they said he'll miss this week and not sure what he'll miss after that so i'm not going to try and project this one too much i think we're just going to watch practice reports but i can't see him missing less than this week next i can't see him missing less than three games um Unless there's something I'm missing, maybe it's uh, a finger that he doesn't value so much, like his non-dominant hand, pinky, and he's—I mm-hmm. I don't know. It, you know, for bone bone healing, like it, it just takes time. Um,
2: yeah, we saw movement. that with Rager. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know who that bodes well for is uh,
0: Olala
2: A B Antonio Brown, the original Mister Big Chest. Yeah, he—that's what my name's based on, and uh, I just thought it was too funny. Yeah. that was too funny, man. He got booted from a team because he was doing everything he could to get booted, which is kind of weird. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, let's move on from A B because that's a, that's a delicate subject. We <laughs> have a, a we have a star wide receiver in Allen Robinson who got concussed on a Monday Night Football game. What's yeah. that mean for him?
3: Can cost on a Monday, and I believe the first day he can start working to get uh, healthy in the protocol would then be Tuesday, and he has six days to do it. So if my math is correct, I don't think he can play this Sunday, even if everything goes as scheduled. Uh, I don't know if he's officially been ruled out or where we are in that, but I'm not expecting Allen Robinson. Like, what's? What the hell is that Bears offense going to look like without Allen Robinson? Cool. Cole
2: Komet time. It's Cole Komet, dude. I expect a lot of him. I expect a lot of uh, Darnell Mooney targets, but, you know, Darnell Mooney's not going to get hit. He's just going to get a lot of targets. Um, and then, you know, I don't know. It's going to be Anthony Miller, most likely, as the wide receiver one.
3: You know You know Who what? I, uh, this is my assessment of what we should expect from the Bears. Uh, whatever we think makes sense for the Bears' offense this week I don't know if I would expect that. I saw Matt Nagy pulled Jimmy Graham off the field last week when they got into the red zone, and I was like, Jimmy, like, I know it's not Jimmy Graham of past, but like if he's been proven he still has uh, some capabilities in the NFL, like, it's it's in the red zone. Jimmy Graham's got hands and size in the body, and he scores touchdowns, uh, so yeah. I don't know. And then and then Matt Nagy, the Rams had uh, had the punt with, like, 20 seconds left in the first half, and, and the Bears had a timeout, and he's let the clock run out and took it to the halftime. Like old like fashioned,
2: old like fashioned, right there.
3: <laughs> like, like you're you're was... just playing in his head. He's just saying like, ah, you know what? Here's what probably would happen is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll fumble the punt. Yeah, or yeah, Nick Foles' interception will fumble the punt. The Rams will get a feel like like he wanted. He was ready to just mail in twenty seconds and just get to the second half. So, I, uh, the Bears' team looks like it. You know, their their record is good,
0: Five but I and still three. feel like. Five and two, five and or two. two. Five, five and two, and, I think. Five, yeah,
3: I don't know, uh, but I feel like that's a team that can implode at any point. With, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think Nick Foles is really they, even great over True
2: Just wait for them to implode, and they'll put Trubisky back in for whatever reason, or they'll trade for some random backup <laughs> or Mike Glennon again. You're um, gonna trade
3: for Danucci after he has, he puts up a, a four spot on the Eagles this week.
2: Yeah, Tiny Romo.
3: Joking, not going to happen. He's
2: going to he, – I expect a big game from Carson Wentz in that game. Expect a lot from yeah. Travis Fulgham. Expect a lot from whoever the running back is. It's going to be Carson, a nasty – Carson Eagles. Wentz got the
3: Konami code this year. Mm-hmm. He's got – I think Carson Wentz good. has six rushing touchdowns. Guys, we, we've been talking about it in DWZ, every, every channel, every Patreon, everything this week, Carson Wentz has been a buy – as much as possible the window the window to buy Carson Wentz is probably going to shut Sunday night against the Cowboys.
2: Mhm. I have to agree with that. It's same with Travis Fulgham. I think yep. the window to buy him is going to close after this Sunday as well because that'll be what five games in a row where he puts up over 10 points in a PPR league. If there is a
3: window for for a Fulgham buy again, it's uh, is DJX done for the season? DJX is done. Okay, well, if if all it of a sudden Jeffrey you. is back and got her in and it's like if all of a sudden Wentz has all of his weapons back, I'm not so I'm not saying that Fulgham's going to lose his role, but I'm just saying that all mm-hmm. of a sudden if everybody else is looking healthy, that might be your last chance to get Fulgham. But I think Memphis had a great tweet uh, yesterday where and somebody had a great reply regarding you know what what happens to Fulgham when this uh, this receiver room is healthy, and the answer is nothing, like because Djax is going to be irrelevant. Um, Jeffrey will be irrelevant at some point. the The future is Rager. He's already uh, irrelevant. Rager Fulgham. The future is Rager Fulgham. Goddard. Like Ertz. Ertz wants out. Like we know that. Yeah. You know he he got injured, so he's not going to be trade bait at the the trade deadline. But he wants no. to get paid, and the Eagles have some cap issues going into next year. So it's uh, you know get your...
2: Yeah.
3: What would you
2: say? I'm sorry. You you finish your point.
3: No, I was just gonna say. So you get your get your Wentz, get your Goddard, get your Rager, get your Fulgham, and if for Sanders guy, maybe now is the time to get him too. I am. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't have him in any dynasty. I got him I have him everywhere in redraft because what looked like he was, you know, his potential workhorse workhorse role in the work in the passing game, and he was like a back end of the first or early second guy. Uh, so I was happy with my, my late first round draft picks and redraft this year, but um, I'm not having a great start of the year, so maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. But I digress. For Dynasty purposes, buy those guys I just said. Rager, Volga, Rager off of IR, Goddard, Wentz, yeah.
2: And Goddard's been activated as well. So those are two names off of IR for you guys. Goddard and Jalen Rager are both activated. Goddard has yet to practice. He's working towards practicing again. Rager practiced. He should be a go for this week. That's what they think. Um, yep. And, you know, tr- the the thing with Travis Fulgham is they move him all around the field. So that's how you know he continuously will have value because he can play any of those positions and be productive. Yeah. He plays big slot
3: very well. Yeah, Wentz and him have developed a, a good rapport the past few weeks, too. That's not something that's going to go away anytime soon. Mm i feel so Eagles talking so nice about the eagles
2: (laughs) talking about the eagles cut 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 gary cut gary 2020 uh cut nathan gary he's a little bit of the dynasty rewind uh campaign they don't like him at all as linebacker apparently he's trash so cut gary i'll 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 give that campaign to them i'll continue it um and you know debo hamstring debo's hamstring is out for the week man it's gonna linger right
3: yep yeah uh so that came last week against I forget who. Oh the Patriots. I mean, Bummer. Yeah. I think they had that game in hand pretty quickly too. Uh, so yeah, Debo is out this week. It's been a been a tough 2020 for Debo. Hopefully he's back next week. But you know, it's I'm on Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. Uh what a fun last name. He's he's uh he's yeah. in at least one DFS lineup this week. I'll probably throw in a couple more because I got time this week. Um and then who else? Kendrick
2: Bourne. Uh Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, I like him. Kendrick uh, Bourne. Sorry. Richie James Jr. could be a sneaky play in DFS, but you know he's he's just came back from injury. Um, I'm
3: Richie James, bitch. Know. Oh, if he isn't saying that all over the field, he's he's missing out. I'm Richie. You know James, know he does, bitch.
2: You know he does. Um, and then. Deontay Johnson. This could be good news for Chase Claypool owners. Bad news for the Bay owners. His toe injury, man. Is it turf toe? Is it just a toe injury? I don't know.
3: I don't know. That's that's what I'm unsure of. Um, can you pull up anything on? Yeah, see what you got there. I'm on I'm on a cell phone today, guys. So Maddie's doing all my he logged a full
2: practice. He logged a okay. full practice. He should be playing, um, but he's got a toe <laughs> think, injury.
3: Yeah, Deontay Johnson must uh, you know somehow. Come through the Bill Belichick school of injury reporting because it sounds like he's just going to have something every week uh, and be questionable for the rest of his career.
2: Yeah, that that sounds about right for him, and he still will get 15 targets. You know, that's not good news for the Chase Claypool owners um, because Deontay Johnson is his favorite target right now for some reason. And going to favorite targets, we got Jamison Crowder. He's got a groin injury and he's most likely going to miss this week.
3: Is this just tank for
2: Trevor? Is that why he's not playing?
3: I don't know. Hey, like I, I don't trust anything in that organization. Uh, I'm just excited not to see more Dungeon Man's Manns I'm usually one of my thinking about leads. Dynasty I, Fantasy Football. But, a couple months back, I, I joined a, Patreon just artists, to uh, take I my Dynasty patch to the next level. Uh, and I'll tell uh, you what, let's just say there's writer downers for days. I like men's. Remember, you get access to
2: the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics. And then
0: moving maybe they won't cover in the normal show. We also get access to Memphis and For one on one
2: advice, personal dynasty dilemmas, they'll pack one for you, help you out with it. it? You just don't get get there.
3: I didn't see it. Um
0: my favorite Excuse part me. about the
3: Patreon um, is the, I'm not uh, the, off the, the group chat. Here, i promise. I'll tell you what, these um, guys are some yeah, so excellent Ridley. minds, he's, he's, tons of fun. This is the interesting. fire in there like, is amazing. Great platform to post trade for questions. I don't, I don't Fake rookie mechanism. value I'm share insight, interact in with some cool people from across the globe. Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. The best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't want You know, they got the long rest this week. So, if you want to enjoy your dynasty...
0: Experience Come even more. This, yeah, this Win is those is my, championships. My Pause the podcast right now. You want to sign hear about up, Ridley? We'll and you talk can about thank me later in the group chat. He
2: was, he, injured, so um, he was holding the bottom of his foot when he got injured, so I'd expect it to be lower. He was holding the bridge of his foot. Then head over to TrophySmack.com. It was just him holding and that, and I thought it was a foot injury at first. the best day, trophies in the game um, today. And um, not only will you get the best trophies in the game today,
1: you can get just just a free championship ring up to a $59.99
2: value by entering in the promo code D W Z. And ring. And
1: see. You pick out your trophy. Yeah, um, put from a, light, that side,
2: uh, you from a Mike Julio Jones. Cart, is, you sorry, had the Julio ring to the Jones card. Pop off. You
1: had the promo code well, D W Z say, you know, ring.
3: Point was going to be makes the ring free you know, and your league
1: is in now the, a step
3: in the industry above talking Falcons the Falcon should be traded. So if you're looking for the with best their cap situation with you where be the, they best are in the game
1: or have the best league in time, uh, uh, go over your trophy smack down get that trophy. Get that ring. The, use the that code. D W Z I know. But since he rejected
3: at some point he'll he'll take over and Julio will either I don't know, Julio he's just so good when he's healthy. Uh but perhaps we see Julio get moved the line, the, uh, the cap the cap issues the Falcons will have just like the Eagles this off season um, yeah so Julio, Julio
2: I've heard a lot of Julio Jones to the 49ers but that really doesn't make sense because they don't throw the ball downfield um I could I would rather see Julio Jones to a team like um the Green Bay Packers uh bleh. Lions fan over I was, here.
3: I was over. hearing Fuller, Fuller to the Packers. Will Fuller from the Texans mm-hmm. potentially to the Packers? I saw that somewhere on. Twitter I saw the other a day.
2: tweet that got deleted last night that uh, said, "Hearing Julio Jones rumors to the Detroit Lions," and I don't believe that at all. They have that makes zero receivers. sense. It does. It doesn't make sense. I and that's why it got deleted. I believe. But um, it'd be funny to see Julio with Kenny Galladay. That'd be a fun matchup. Holy hell. Um, but let's go to some tight ends. Tyler Higby has a hand injury, but he practiced, I believe. Um, so he Limit, be limited to
3: practice. Yeah. So we were talking about this before we we started uh, streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know if he's going to be good to play. He, he didn't get in a full one yesterday. We'll keep an eye on today's. He's one of those that maybe maybe he ends up being a game time decision. But this is a tough spot for the Rams this week. I know everybody like the tightest turning on Miami. Uh it's two it's two a time, literally. Uh, so that time has turned. But it, just as an organization, the Dolphins, like if they win this week, they you know, they they have every shot at the winning the division, just like the Bills do. Um so I you know, I don't know that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Higby. I just know that uh you know the Rams the Rams going to Miami on a short week. I don't think bodes well for the Rams in general, uh, I think it could be uh, a golf might look like a deer in headlights this week. Unfortunately, they look like Jared a couple goof. of leagues. <laughs> that's
2: what
1: I call it like when
3: he looks bad is Jerry goof. <laughs> I'm on board with that
2: or Jared. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's a good one too. That's a little more respectful to him. <laughs> you know,
3: right. but uh, uh,
2: another tight end is Austin Hooper. He has an abdomen injury. This bodes well for that rookie darling, Harrison Bryant, that we love and know so well. I started him last week in a lot of leagues. He had two touchdowns and like fifty something yards. He had a lot of points for a tight end. It was nice. We should see that again.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't have much to say on the Hooper injury, but yeah, Harrison Bryant. Uh, that it, interesting though. The uh, that Browns offense looked. Uh, against, it was against the Bengals, but they were buzzing. Without Odell, um, I wonder if that's a blip on the radar, or if that's what we see moving forward. Or um, you know, Baker, Baker maybe sometimes feels like he has to force feed Odell the ball, or or even Stefanski feels like he has to get him involved. And maybe it's a addition by subtraction, getting a diva out of that offense. Yeah. Um, Here's a name for
2: you, What's Donovan Peoples Jones. This man is in fast. my DFS He's lineup electric. this week. Good, good. He's electric. He can catch the ball. He was held back at Michigan by Jim Harbaugh's archaic offense, let's just say that. And Shea Patterson, one of the worst football players I've ever seen play. Um sorry, Shea Patterson, for that little roast there, but uh you are terrible at quarterback. You should have just played wide receiver. Um and uh you know that's that bodes well for Donovan Peoples Jones. We go from OBJ to DPJ.
3: Oh, that's a very smooth transition. I wonder if he's also into some interesting things in the bedroom too, because that would make it an even smoother transition.
2: Yeah, instead of number two, maybe some number one. Um, he has number one upside in that offense, though. I think um, he—he is—he's a good athlete. You know, he was compared. To, I mean, if you look at his athletic profile, he looks like a Marvin Jones kind of athlete. He's just fast. He can jump out of the gym. He didn't do much. He was pretty good in college. He didn't do much. Uh, he can return punts. Um, he's he's electric, man. And that's what I want to see. That's like what I like to see out of young receivers like that. And he's gonna make the most of, out of these opportunities. So that's that's really all I have to say on uh, the Cleveland Browns situation. Is just I like Donovan Peoples Jones in that offense a lot
3: yeah you gotta love a receiver with a hyphenated last name
2: yeah it works it It works. works um but yeah that's that's our injury uh that's our most reliable injury show for week eight we're gonna sign off now it's been a pleasure you can follow us on twitter at dwz underscore dr pt and at maddie big chest go follow my man kyle he's worth the follow ask him your injury questions um so that's that's really it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is our first episode with a name. We finally have a name for our show. It's called The MRI, Your Most Reliable Injury Show. So with that, hope you all have a great Week 8, and remember to set your lineups. Later.